0: Dunhuang, situated along the ancient Silk Road, where fine arts and divine beliefs merged with the natural world. It's where the East and West interacted and where the world's largest Buddhist art gallery still fascinates and amazes people today. A place where stories of life and death, love and hatred, passion and desire, Faith and sacrifice have been generated and told for 2,000 years. Buckle up for our podcast, Why We Love Dunhuang, the one and only podcast that can take you to the fantasy world of Dunhuang and beyond through our audio tour. Listen and subscribe for free on major podcast platforms. Why We
1: Love Dunhuang?
0: You will have your answers.
2: Discussion keeps the world turning.
1: This is Round Table. Hello everybody, welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you from Beijing, I'm He Yang. Good to have you for this ride. While big Chinese cities get the limelight, there are plenty of off-the-radar cities worth visiting. These lesser-known cities have successfully grabbed tourists' attention this summer. How to leverage a city's unique features and bring in tourist revenue? It will open your eyes to new possibilities and inspire future adventure. And we always look forward to having a heart-to-heart with you. If you have a question that you'd like us to answer, or you have something you want to say to us, please send your voice memo or email over to ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. Your voice could be featured in our heart-to-heart segment. For today's program, I'm joined by Niu Honglin and Yu Shun in the studio. First, on today's show, the big cities and cosmopolitans in China, such as Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou, and Shenzhen, in all their glory, attract attention, talent, resources, and tourist dollars, or yuan. From Quanzhou, Fujian province, to Liuzhou, Guangxizhuan autonomous region, and beyond, these lesser-known cities offer a glimpse into a slower pace of life, a chance to unwind, and a unique cultural and culinary experience. These not well-known cities have been rigorously pushing for their tourism industry. Now, summertime is big time for traveling. So how well have they performed so far in attracting tourists?
2: Mm. Recently, many lesser-known cities are showing their strong capacity to welcome tourists. Taking the city of Quanzhou in Fujian province in south of China as an example, during May Day holiday, this city received a total of more than 3 million tourists, a year-on-year increase of 95% and a recovery of 143% compared to the same period in 2019, which means in this city with population of about 9 million, if you visit Trenjo at that time, among the four people you meet, one of them is a tourist. <laughs> yeah, the tourism revenue reached... 2 billion yuan, that's about 292 million US dollars, that's a year-on-year increase of 110% and a recovery of 121% compared to the same period in 2019.
0: Yes, and I can totally see how come different groups of people, including the traditional tourists who love to travel all around, and also the new Gen Zers who are starting to put their money into this market because they have the capacity, they have the interest, and started to visit different places. And now we see that apart from the traditionally very popular tourist destinations, mm-hmm. may it be the metropolitans we mentioned in the first part of the introduction mentioned. And also the traditionally popular ones like Chengdu, for example. It's mm. not a huge metropolitan, yet it is a very, very popular city when it comes to tourism. Right. And also there's Guilin, it maybe mm. for some people Outside of China, you might have heard of the very beautiful scene in Guilin. But there are other cities. For example, my hometown, Taiyuan, it is also kind of a big city with a population of around 5 million mm. people. So it's kind of a big city, but it's not known for its tourist resources. Yet, wow. I would recommend these lesser known cities are still really good destinations if you like to know more about China. And apparently, a lot of young people are agreeing with
1: me. Yes. And the thing is, if you're not from China, or if you're not so familiar with the geography of mm. China, then it doesn't necessarily immediately register with you how big or mm. small these cities are. Because the few that you mentioned, New just now, they're pretty big cities. Yeah, right. But the lesser known ones that we mentioned today that we want to introduce to a lot of our international listeners, they are quite a bit smaller, and if I may say, obscure to <laughs> even Chinese people. Yes, And then that's why they deserve attention, because they have so much to offer. And previously, if you didn't really study the subject, you just didn't know.
0: Totally. When
1: I was doing the research, actually,
0: I recalled my experience in Europe, I had a Feel months living there. And it's kind of like when you're in Europe, you would visit, say, Paris in France, you would visit London, but you won't necessarily go to Dublin. No offense, I went there. I love the city.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dublin is huge. Yeah, Yeah,
0: but it's kind of like if you only have a week, say you're a Chinese tourist, you have a week in Europe, you might not put Dublin on your list of places you want to go, let alone Ghent or Bruges Mm. in Belgium. These are a little like hidden gems. They are beautiful. They have a lot of offer, but people don't necessarily know them. It's kind of like the same situation here in China. There are many smaller cities or lesser known cities. They are quite great. But previously, due to certain reasons, people don't necessarily put them on their list or the first ones that they would go. But now things
1: are changing. Yes. And it's really interesting that well, considering the Chinese context, Even with small cities, they have a population of 5 million or a multiple millions. And then even, you know, in China, we don't necessarily know that much about these cities, but we will get through them. And attracting new tourists to your city doesn't necessarily mean that you need to... Break the bank. Identify exactly what makes your municipality attractive to others and focus on promoting the best features of your town or city with the resources you have available. Sure, but easier said than done. So how do you set these lesser known cities on the tourist map? And let's look at some successful examples.
2: Hmm. Actually, after you've been talking about these, and uh, that reminded me of a quite easier way to put it when you are introducing some kind of a smaller or lesser known cities to people outside of China who are just they know a little about China is that you know these big cities like Shanghai and Beijing and if you want to introduce some cities like Suzhou and Tianjin you can just tell them okay it's a city near Shanghai and Beijing (laughs) then I think and also that is kind of one of the reasons why these lesser known cities are getting popular because these, um, you know, medium sized cities, they're more compact, and um, they close to kind of a bigger city. And we can get away from these big cities to these, you know, lesser known cities to have a recreational weekend hold
1: on a second that's major offense to anybody from Tianjin or (laughs) where was the other place you mentioned these are mega these are huge cities not as mega as you know what we call first-year cities the four biggest cities in China but lesser-known cities or smaller cities I thought would be like, you know, those satellite cities to Tianjin or Uh, where was the other amazing place you mentioned? Suzhou. (laughs) Suzhou. Yeah, like everybody knows Suzhou. Come on.
2: (laughs) Maybe not. And (laughs) Wuxi. Yeah, I was trying to say that. Or we can say Wuxi. In terms of population, it's a big city with 7 million people. (laughs) Wuxi.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I'll just quickly interject. Yushun's hometown. That's the most important part.
2: Right. But when... (laughs) Every time that I introduce some people, even in China, you know, some people don't know this city in Jiangsu province. They, they know Jiangsu province, but they don't know this city. So I would just say, okay, it's a city near Suzhou or it's a city near Shanghai. And it's a just easy way to put it.
1: In defense of <laughs> wuxi, everybody in China has heard of wuxi排骨. Uh, wuxi is, uh, you know, pork ribs, and that's a great delicacy. And, uh, yeah. National famous. Let's you know. save this
2: part to the intro, like you know recommendation of oh, all okay, of these okay. cities.
0: <laughs> I think when it comes to places that are lesser known, they are lesser known for a certain reason. I feel like it's a a reason for a certain period of time. For example, when we talk about WuXi, when we talk about Tianjin, the reason that these places were not on um, the top places that you would visit. For international tourists for international I would think. tourists. Yeah. For the very beginning. At the very beginning. And also they have a little bit of a setback or shortcomings. For example, some cities have great resources, but the transportation used to be not that convenient. Mm. It takes around seven hours to travel there, yet you can stay there for only one or two days and makes you feel like, nah, I do not want to go through all the trouble. Or maybe the little town is very authentic authentic and unique and interesting, yet they don't have a lot of money to put in advertisement. So right. before the age of internet, actually before the age of self-media and social media and shooting a video with your own phone, actually you would have no means to know these little places. Or maybe because they have abundant tourist resources and destinations, yes, they are relatively scattered. So you would have to travel from one destination to another using around two hours, making your staying there a bit, you know, too much on the road. So these are some of the reasons why these destinations are lesser known. And yet when these shortcomings can be make up for using different ways, we see more and more people putting their attention on these lesser-known cities.
2: Yeah, one of the obvious uh, improvements I can see is the transportation conditions in recent years. With all of these enhancement of uh, high-speed rail or airplane or highway networks, the transportation connecting different cities has, I think, significantly increased. And it is also forming that kind of a foundation for, you know, these popularity of tourism in these lesser-known cities. For instance, um, when I was a kid, we need to visit my dad's hometown during Spring Festival. uh, Which is? Which is Shandong province, Ah. uh, north of China. And uh, that would take us a whole night on the train from Wuxi to Shandong. While right now with the high-speed rail, it takes only about four hours for us to go back home. So it is a big difference and people can actually benefit from these
0: Yeah. And on top of that, I think the smaller cities or lesser-known cities are doing their part, really actively putting their names out, using different method. Mm. For instance, there are a lot of traditional Chinese festivals. For example, the Duanwu Festival is Mm. closely related to one of the historical figures, Quyuan. And we see Xiushui in Jiangxi province, which is where Miluo River is located, um, actively celebrating the Duanwu Festival, because sadly, our historical figure Qu Yuan jump into the Miller River to drown himself mm. and also his hometown Zigui city in wow. yeah in Hubei province that is ho- his hometown so these places are being very active when it comes to the period of Duanwu festival they would have a lot of different kind of activities dragon boat races dumpling-eating festival competition. That's what I made up. Actually, you can just make the dumplings, not eating dumpling mm-hmm. <laughs> competition. But the idea is they would put a lot of work in celebrating their tradition and in promoting their cities. And there are some, I'm not going to call them made-up festivals because people love the festivals. For example, in Harbing, there's the Ice Festival where you can see a lot oh, of yeah. ice sculpture. It's totally a let's say, new festival, local people are celebrating. It's not a national festival. But there's also, for instance, the Pingyao International Photography Festival that has also made a Pingyao on the map of international tourists. So yeah, a lot of things people are doing. And when it comes to Shandong, mm. I think Qufu, which is the hometown yes. of Confucius, has right. done a great job as well.
2: Yeah. If you are like visiting this city, I would recommend you visit some historical, I mean, complexes in this city because it is a city. First of all, the birthplace of Confucius and um, Confucius, as we all know, is the renowned philosopher and educator whose teachings have had a profound impact on Chinese culture and beyond. And um, I think when you are exploring Chufu, it's like, you know, you can step back in time because you can visit all of these Confucius temples um, or their Kong family mansion that is a sprawling residence where generations of Confucius descendants lived. And if you are lucky, you may even have the chance to experience Chufu International Confucius Culture Festival, which is something (laughs) that you just mentioned, yeah, some kind of festival that held by locals. And it can offer a lot of, um, you know, traditional performances, rituals, and cultural events that basically celebrate the legacy of Confucius. And um, I would say it is a city embraces rich Chinese traditional culture. And um, if you visit there.
1: Yeah, and that sounds to be a timeless and also invaluable asset that one locality can Monetize on. <laughs> mm. And the thing is, not every locality has this kind of rich history or cultural asset to work with. And that becomes sort of one of the difficulties that they need to overcome, you know, just to try and find your own unique features, something to work with. Mm. And uh, you can look into the past or look into the future, like Neil Holien has touched upon earlier. And you can create reasons for people to come to your locality, and a recent re- example would be Jay Chao. <laughs> well, he held four concerts in Haikou, the city in Hainan province, and apparently, Jay Chao holding those concerts in Haikou brought in close to 1 billion yuan.
2: Wow!
1: wow. So, that's just ingenious of the Haiko government. And also, Jay Chow went to... Or- Taiyuan! Yes! Yay! Taiyuan <laughs> <My> hometown. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Taiyuan is hosting a whole bunch of, or will be hosting a whole bunch of concerts. Yes. So that's really smart of Taiyuan city as well, mm. you know, and people are craving for concerts in the post-pandemic era. (laughs) So holding concerts, you know, that will drive so many people to your locality and bring in tourist dollars or yuan as well. And also another way would be, let's say, host sporting events. Mm. And this was even before the pandemic when holding marathon events became a thing and many small, small cities and towns have been hosting marathons Mm. for a few years now. And um, for many of these places, which I can't name right now. um, Yeah, so there's even a term for it, like the marathon economy or something like (laughs) Mm. that. So there are plenty of ways to do it. But finding the right way is, is is not exactly an easy feat. Yeah, but if we take a look at the tourist side, especially for the
0: Gen Zers, for the young people nowadays, they are not necessarily looking to somewhere that is a place with a lot of, let's say, cultural heritage or historical sites. They are looking for something different. For instance, I know a blogger. Mm. What he did is to put around 200 cities on a wheel of fortune, and he would Uh. go to the one that the little pin points to and he doesn't really care or he doesn't really know what is in the city and what are some tourist destinations or attractions. He doesn't care. He would just go to the city and explore on site. And that sense of discovery and the experience of visiting different places like a fresh food market, like little eateries, we call them cang guans, little fly restaurants. No, there are no flies. It's just tiny little restaurants where local people would visit a lot. And they would go to the walking streets. And they would even start a city tour, which we talked about. City, city walk. walk. We talked about. See, am not a <laughs> young person anymore. City walk. (laughs) City walk in a city. Sometimes the city walk would allow you to go to totally unexpected places. And that experience is what some young people are looking for. And in that case, you don't really necessarily have to have a lot of attractions, but you do have to have a fair market, transparent market, so that they don't feel like they're cheated or conned and also you should have some really nice local food and all that would probably
1: make you go viral on the internet out of blue Mm. and and if it's not that popular i know you shouldn't have something to say here i'll just quickly finish this sentence it's usually cheaper oh yeah (laughs) it's usually much cheaper and delicious
2: yes and also in this case i think just young people they just have so many ideas on where they would like to go. Not only probably just a random place, or they have something they like to eat in this city. For example, what we discussed in Liuzhou City, people love or hated the smelly snail rice noodles, right? And also probably go for a concert and then visit a the city. And also maybe they just watch a TV drama and this TV drama is shoot in this city and they would like to just, you know, go get a kind of a visit for check-ins so that Mm -hmm. they will visit this city. An example is that uh, TV series, which is quite popular lately, or previously, The Knockout. It has brought unprecedented attention to Jiangmen City, Mm. Guangdong Province in south of China. So I think they have just so many reasons. And um, with the foundation is that basically each city in China has their unique characteristic that is attracting a lot of tourists
1: yes in a perfect world of (laughs) rainbows and butterflies and unicorns i would totally agree but also okay let's just put it this way i think it kind of depends on your tourist mindset Mm. because you've got some people who only want to hit the tourist attractions and to them there's like a certain level of fame or oh this is recognized as a world heritage intangible site Mm. and then stamp. And then they Mm. regard it as a tourist attraction and it's worth your time. But there are other tourists, like Nyo alluded to earlier on, that now maybe people have a different kind of mindset. It's not necessarily that I have to visit the world-renowned tourist sites, but these can be just rather everyday temperament of a place and it's unique in the sense that um, it doesn't have to be fancy but it's just something very local and I'm just here to chill Mm. and to get away from my everyday life and that's also a kind of tourism yes and yeah so I think there is an interesting shift in mind Mm. in that sense remember decades ago when Chinese people or like the average Joe can get out of China and start visiting places and then you would go by a tour, let's say visit six European countries in nine days, (laughs) that kind of thing. And that was when, you know, people were like, oh, I have to see all the world renowned places. But now it's more like, okay, maybe we're a little bit more laid back and Mm. we're and also this requires a little bit of patience to Mm. discover these like you guys said, hidden gems that are possibly never going to get like world press coverage, But you're okay with that.
0: Yeah, and also nowadays, a new concept is getting more popular among young people. That is regarding a city as a museum. So regarding the city as a museum means that you would try to discover different facets of the city, including the culture, the history, and the livelihood of people. And you can interact Mm -hmm. with local people. And need I say local people or just people living in big cities and small cities and lesser known cities and towns are totally different. When I was actually on a business trip in a small city in Yunnan, as well as in smaller towns, including Cheng in Xinjiang, I mean, people were ridiculously friendly and nice and they would just sit there and smile at me and their smiles are just so pure and friendly and lovely and I would ask them can I take a picture of you if someone do that in Beijing to me I would say no don't take a picture of me but those (laughs) lovely people would very shyly smile at me and say no I'm not pretty enough and I would say no you look gorgeous and they would just give me that genuine smile and I would take a picture post Posted on social media. But you got their permission,
1: right? Of course. Yeah.
0: And that is how friendly they are. And yeah. they would invite you to have a cup of tea in their house. They would oh. offer you some little delicacies they make using by their own hands. Oh. And that experience is totally unique
1: and precious. Mm-hmm. And I would love to do that again. So turning... Gosh, you made me really want to visit that place. And turning your city or town into a red hot travel destination? Should all cities be shooting for it? This might not even be what locals necessarily want. I think you're totally right. Not every city has to be a famous tourist
0: city. All you need to do is be nice and be friendly. And if people visit, great. But find your strengths. If you have the resources, of course, shoot for it. But you can totally be an economically very developed city. You can be a little town that is, let's say, focusing on manufacturing socks. You can be a place where it's just transportation is really nice and it's a transportation hub. It doesn't have to be a tourist destination for every city yet. I find it very nice that no matter if it is a popular tourist city, whenever I visit it, I would have a little fun myself.
2: Because I think the authenticity of this city is also one of the most captivating points of um, these smaller cities or lesser known cities. Why people want to visit this city is because another attractive point right now in recent years is a slower pace and quiet and peaceful lifestyle.
1: So many lesser-known cities are often overlooked, but have so much to offer, and these cities are often eclipsed by their larger, more well-known counterparts, but we've established to you today that, uh, you know, next time when you're planning a trip, consider exploring the charm and allure of these smaller cities and towns. Coming up next, during the second half of the show, we will bring you this topic, Will Handwritten Notes Become Obsolete?